welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Confidence and Creativity. I am your host, Samantha McCoy, and I am joined today by Monique Marshall. Monique is the founder and chief in charge of Black to Business. Black to Business is a platform that focuses on providing resources for Black-owned service-based businesses to help them start monetize, and grow. Monique is on a mission to increase the number of successful Black startups. She has furthered this mission through her podcast, speaking engagements, and workshops. Monique is a Howard University grad, and I am so excited to welcome her to the show today. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. That was a great intro. Thank you, Samantha. I'm excited. No problem. Yes, I am excited too. Now, we have been talking about doing this episode for a while now. And uh, Monique is actually the one, one of the people who encouraged me to advance this platform and do podcast and YouTube. So if you are watching this for the first time, we are now also on podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, we are also on YouTube. So I am so excited and grateful for her encouraging me to do that. (laughs) Accountability. Yes. Accountability, accountability. So we actually connected through a mutual coach who uh, we were both in a program uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And we it, it's just been an amazing opportunity to um, to just connect. So I'm going to shout her out. Shout out to Candia Johnson yes. uh, for getting us all the way together in our mindset. She was a super, super um, help to me last year with everything going on, just really staying focused and not giving up with, you know, what I was working on and and things that I was trying to do. And it was a pleasure to connect with Monique and the other amazing uh, women in our cohort. So yes, yes. shout out Candia. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what are we talking about today, Monique? We are going to talk about just starting out in business. And because I know that you specialize in working with business owners who are in that one to three year period. So just getting started. And I know that, I mean, entrepreneurship right now is just the thing to do for so many people and not everyone, but so many people now are getting opportunities and taking advantage of opportunities. Some people honestly are being forced to go into entrepreneurship, but there's so many ways to make money for yourself and control your economy that were not available before. And um, it's really an exciting time. And I was actually looking at a report, a recent report from the Congressional Black Caucus, Mm -hmm. and it was saying that Black business owners alone have created over a million jobs and generated over $165 billion in revenue. 
Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Wow. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see this and witness and be a part of this. Yes. Yes. And I, I am really excited about this time because, you know, now with all of the, the social unrest that's happened, the administration, the crazy administration that we had, I do not have a problem saying that because it just was, it's just a fact. (laughs) But, um, you know, just all of the things that we have experienced in, as this country has really forced a lot of corporations, a lot of brands to really pay attention to Black people and pay attention to Black business owners. And so there's now this so many opportunities that are opening, even though some of them are by force, but there's still, you know, so much more opportunity to get in the game and just, you know, take advantage of the resources and things that were not available in previous months and previous years. Yes. Yes. So, so really wanted to talk about that one to three year period, because right now we're in this digital age, digital era, social media space. And now there's enough entrepreneurs and enough black entrepreneurs that now we're seeing the fruit, right? We're seeing Mm -hmm. on social media, the people who started 10 years ago, who are now millionaires, you know, doing all of the things, working with these huge brands, huge names. And to be honest, when you're getting started and you're in that one to three, you're like, man, how long is it going to take me before I'm where these people are? Right. Right. (laughs) So what are, what are your thoughts on just encouragement to get started and then how to set realistic expectations of yourself um, in that one to three year period? Yeah, it's 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 very interesting that you say that because it's it's a beautiful thing that's happening now and social media is so great. We get to learn and know more and be privy to people's private lives. How are they creating these businesses and just the success? Um, but to be honest, the reality is it doesn't happen for everyone like that. So um, my advice and just what I see is the people who stick out, you know, a lot of talkers, you know, people are making this quick money and inflation mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but it always goes back to who's going to still be around. And the beautiful thing you said about the statistics is, yes, that is great. And I'm so proud to be a part of the numbers. Um, But one of the things we also have to think about is when you start a business, think about why you're doing it. Um, Some people, like you said, they are forced, they were forced into entrepreneurship. Um, But a lot of times it is around things that they were always interested in doing. So I think the advice is and things that I see is people want to keep in mind I want to be around for the long haul. So how am I going to do that? And the way you do that is you have a plan and you think about why, because Nobody they show, you know, social media, people show the highlight reel, but nobody talks about the late nights, the a million no's that they get. And yes. nobody talks about the different circumstances that you are in that may be different totally from that other person. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a plan and you don't have why you started, you know, you'll begin to, you know, give up. And yeah. you give up. And I think that's what success is. It's um, you know not getting too caught up in the vanity metrics, but also thinking about, you know, okay, I'm here. 
let's celebrate, but how am I continuing to stay here? And what's the next level for me so that, you know, we can continue to be a part of that number and, you know, provide jobs for our community. Um, So I think the most important thing is to provide a solid foundation. And then when you begin to go through those tests, those trials, you always remember why you started and you won't give up. So um, the worst thing people can do for business is to start I mean, business is you want money, but right. to start because of money, because right. that when that test comes, you're not always going to make money out the gate. Um, but when it comes, you're going to give up. So I think that, you know, having a purpose, a plan in place and how you can create those revenue generating ideas. Yes. Yes. No, I, I think that that's great advice. Uh, so Monique, how did you start on your business journey? Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. It's been a long journey. Um, so I started the idea of Black to Business in 2013. It really came from, I'm from the South. I'm from a small town called Osceola, Georgia. Um, it's about 4,000 people and it was a very small town. So when I grew up, Essentially, um, I wasn't surrounded by people who were entrepreneurs. The people that I knew who owned their businesses was, was the local beautician that everyone went to, the barbershop and the funeral home. Like that was a black entrepreneur to me. And for me, it was like something is not right. Um, and of course, growing up in the South, you have and during that time, um, you had remnants of Jim Crow South. You know, there were like the white side of town. There was the black side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from high school in 2009 and I was experiencing like a white prom and a black prom. So it was like, all wow. of like this is not right. And I just always knew, you know, this is not right. I want to do something for my community and I want to be a business. I want to be a boss. Yeah. So, um, I really, a lot of my inspiration came from, I was very, I was a reader, a lot of reading. So I would escape like, okay, this is what's possible. Representation mattered to me. Um, So I would read a lot. I would watch TV. I would see Oprah. I would see P. Diddy. And I'm like, I want to be like them. And I would never forget um, one day I was watching TV and I saw like all these like amazing black people on TV. And at this school. So I'm like, oh my God, where are they going to school? So I thought it, all I saw was an H. So I thought it was Harvard. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to go to Harvard. And it wasn't until I was in probably middle school. Um, and I was like, I want to go to a black school. Mm-hmm. So when I was in, I think middle school or high school, early high school, um, one of the ladies at my school, usually people go in state. Um, she went to Howard and I learned, learned that, okay, this is Howard. That's where the H came from. Yeah, that's where the H is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to Howard. And from there, it was like, that was what my heart was set on. I did not go to DC until I, my first day of um, new student orientation. Like, wow. You know, Coming from this background of like, I want to make it, I want to do something for my community, and this is where I'm going to go to make me do that. So fast forward and Howard, you know, you're surrounded by, it was just a sense of community and so many Black people. That was what was a culture shock for me because where I'm from, you're either Black, you're white, you have a few Hispanics here and there, but that's about it. Yeah. So to be surrounded by so many different Black people who were just smart and 
it was people would joke that the H and Howard stood for hustle because everybody was hustling and we were trying to help each other. I remember with my business team, we were placed on business teams um, in the school of business. I studied supply chain management. They put us on business teams. And one of the things that really encouraged me to start Black to Business also is um, we were on business teams sponsored by these corporations. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they phone you into these corporations, which is not the worst, but I was kind of disappointed that, okay, where are the black businesses that we're being? Mm. And I remember wow. for this big finance company, my sophomore year, my freshman year. And I said, this is not what I want for myself. So mm. my so- sophomore year, I ended up going back home, volunteering in my community. And I said, you know, I want to create something that's going to allow us to employ each other and create those environments and, you know, really help our communities. And again, around this time, um, Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, a lot of things were happening, unrest in our communities. Yeah. And instead of being angry about it, of course I was, I said, you know, the way to power is either um, real estate or land ownership or business ownership. Mm. And I thought, the way that I want to help my community is through business creation. And yeah. that's how, how um, Black to Business was born. Wow. That's so, amazing. Such, such a phenomenal story. I'm still stuck on the thing about the segregated prom in 2009. Like, I'm, I'm just like, what? <laughs> that ended probably in, that was in 2019. I think about 10, my brother graduated 10. I want to say 2010, 11. Um, wow. So it was the consider the, private prom, you know, the private prom and then the public prom, which, you know, mostly black people went to. And and another thing is the interesting thing about this is, you know, I look at a lot of things from my past and, you know, where I'm from. And I think a lot of it is honestly, you know, ignorance and Mm. they like, you know, because a lot of these teachers and things, they were sending their kids to private proms. And, you know, what does this say about the people that are educating our kids? Yeah. So that's even a deeper thing for me. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you sharing your story and your your background. That's so rich. So really what I would like to talk about today is when you're just getting started in business, what does that one to three years look like? What are the things that you should be doing? Because really, you know, there can be this quick rush to say, okay, I have to get my website together. I have to get my brand together. I have to, you know, make sure all the graphics and that was me. Okay. So I'm not talking about people. That was me. I was like, oh, I need a photo shoot. I needed this. I needed that, you know, and, and really focusing more on that than the business side. So Mm -hmm. what are, what does actually doing the work look like between that one to three years, what are, what's important to focus on? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I fall, fell into the same trap a little bit. Um, but you know, having that background and stuff and just researching and things like that, but through experience, uh, what really, really, uh, is what really matters is that plan. And -hmm. when I say plan, it's about the systems that you have in place. It doesn't matter if you're a one person team or you're just in the idea phase, having a plan as to, you know, why am I doing it? Defining that why, and it doesn't, 
doesn't need to be this 10 page report. It can be something that's small. Um, there's a business canvas that really is like a one pager and you can just fill out something like that. Because again, going back to why you started that plan yes. when it gets hard. So I would say having a business plan, defining your why, defining who is your target audience. Don't think that you know what people want. Ask them mm. what they want. So if it's talking to one to three people, well, I would say three people who you feel like maybe may your target audience and say, um, you know, is this something that you would want? And what is something out there that you're not seeing that you want? And mm. what is going to make me stand out? Because what makes you stand out is what's going to allow you to scale and grow and what's going to allow you to build that trust with your people. So I would say um, having a defined plan really matters. And um, we talked about social media early. Do not overwhelm yourself and try to be everywhere because again, you want to think about the quality of what you're doing. Right. You don't have quality. You're not giving your clients, your customers an experience. And if you're not giving me an experience as a customer, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yes. So take that time and create a solid plan, create a solid foundation, ask what people want. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I fell into this, you know, a little bit with Black Tech Business and just giving advice on things that I've learned. Um, yeah. You want to do things. A lot of times we in the community want to do things because we just want to help. That's great. But also think about a way that you can monetize what you're doing, because at the end of the day, if you're not, you, you know, you're not generating revenue, you become stressed out. Yeah. And how can the business grow and sustain? So thinking about a money generating portion of your business is very important. And then another thing is, um, no matter how small, you know, you want to make an investment into your business. That's one thing. Like mm -hmm. talked about us being in that coaching program, like get a coach or get somebody, a mentor that has done or is where you want to be. If you cannot afford to get a coach, find someone that, and this is another thing. A mentor can be someone that you do or do not have access to. Right. So follow what they're doing. See what's working for them and then try to follow it. Do not follow too many people because then your ideas become all of the all place. All over the place. Yeah. Oh, well. So I would say um, creating a side of plan, you know, staying focused on what you're doing and get a couple of systems in place. And another thing is, write down those systems because the moment that you're able to hire, do it. Even if it's like five hours a week and hiring someone and you have that training um, already in place because you've written down what you're doing. So you're not frustrated when that person that you hire isn't able to do it because mm -hmm. you have this reference to go back to and say, this is how you do A, B, and C. Yeah. So, um, and also, um, you know, if you can, I would say invest in creating um, a, a really nice looking brand aesthetic so that mm. you know, people do care about the way your brand looks. Um, so if you can afford to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Wow. Those are all great points. All, all great points. So as far as, you know, you've said a lot of things. So business plan, do even a, a small one pager, you talked about doing market research to see what people are looking for, what they need. And then you also talked about making sure that you have a strategy for monetization yes. in your business. So when you're starting out, what are 
some things that you use as benchmarks to determine your pricing? Because, I mean, we all, we, we hear the, the cliche, you know, charge your worth or whatever you're worth. But I mean, honestly, as people, we're priceless, right? Our talents are priceless. Right. Our value is priceless. So you can't really match that. So what are some realistic benchmarks that you can use when you're pricing as you're just starting out? Of course. So one of the things I think um, is that you want to look at people who are in in a situation that you want to be in, but you also want to look at um, who are some of the people that are doing the things that you're wanting to do. They're just starting. So what are their prices? But you also want to think about, um, so those are two ways that you can look at it and kind of meet in the middle but you also want to be honest with yourself and what do you know? So for example, Black to Business, we focus on businesses that provide services. Right. We do have people who are product-based and they could take our information as well. Um, but one of the things is like you and I, we were in a program. We've invested in our skills. Um, look at the fact that you went to college, that yeah. you've gotten a mentor that you paid thousands of dollars for. That is a, something that you can take into account into your pricing. You know, right. I've done this, this, and this to invest in myself so that I am looked at as the expert. But be honest and say, if you have not done a lot of those things, you cannot come out the gate charging people these egregious prices because one, they're going to look at you like you're not providing me quality. You don't know the answer or you're not doing it in a certain way. So Mm. I would say, again, it goes back to You know, a lot of people have been forced into situations where they're having to be an entrepreneur, but do not look desperate to where it's like you're, you know, you're getting over on people with unfair pricing, but also know your worth and um, don't back down from it. I know you want to take, you know, a few free clients just to get some testimonials or get your feet wet. That's okay as well. But also be honest with um, your pricing. Again, look at what other people who are on your same level are charging. And then also look at people who are charging a little bit more, who have been in the industry for 10, 20 years. You cannot charge the same thing as someone who's been in the industry 10 to 20 years. Hmm. Um, Unless you've invested, again, into coaching, into these programs. So, yeah. 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 I think, I mean, pricing is a really tricky thing because it's very personal. And I mean, even if you're looking at from a product standpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to the target, then there's, you know, different prices than, I don't know, like a Neiman Marcus or, you know, a Louis store or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a brand person guy, so I'm not good at this, but, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so I, I, there's definitely different levels to, you know, what what you can offer and nobody can really look at somebody and say oh well just because this person charges you know this much then you know if they're only charging five dollars how are you going to charge five hundred dollars so we're not saying that you can't but if you are the five hundred dollar person then you need to bring the five dollar energy bring that energy energy, service results all of that so you know sometimes i think it takes some trial and error especially from a service perspective and say, Hey, you know, if you charge a certain amount for something and people paid it, try doubling it the next time, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) that's some advice that I got, um, early on that was really helpful for me. And it's just like, you know, who knows, like if you are able once really, once you're able to show those results and what you have been able to achieve and do, then 
you're able to to adjust as you as you move forward. And so, um, you know, definitely making sure that you are being in integrity and value and all that. So um, you you definitely want to do things that makes make charge prices that make sense, but also, you know, not being afraid to um, move forward and charge more as your experience grows. Exactly. Because nowadays, I mean, I believe in charging more because it's like I've invested and I'm not afraid and I'm not, you know, in a situation where I'm starving is life or death. So again, and then also I provide a quality product. I know I stand behind what I provide. Right. Definitely. Excellent. So, so Monique, when people come to Black to Business, what types of things do you offer to help them um, get started? Yeah. So one of the things in my experience is that what entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs are looking for is, you know, there's a, I feel like there's a lot of information out here and it's information overload. Also. Yes. So people are looking Definitely. for research, right. Is people are looking for a trusted resource. Um, but also I think another portion of that is relatability because mm. it's also a situation where we have to be honest, what Ken is getting $5 million in, you know, funding, you may not. So the reality is, you know, again, starting with a product that provides a profit and not relying on that. So taking a look at the reality of our situation. And another part of it is we need a community. So when someone comes to Black to Business, we provide relatable um, resources, but also we believe in a community, shopping within the community. So when you come to Black to Business, we have a couple of things. We have our business toolkit, which is a free um, resource. And it basically focuses on four core areas. How do you manage your business? How do you, how are you productive? Like, creating these tools that allow you to be productive. Um, How are you marketing your business? How can you use different tools to brand and design your business? Mm -hmm. So if you go to our website, you're able to download that free toolkit um, and you just go to blacktipbusiness.com forward slash um, toolkit and you can download that and it has affordable resources for you. Some are free, some are a small fee. But that goes back into investing in your business. And then we also have the business blueprint, which is a small $37 investment. And basically what that is, is it gives you those things I talk about. It shows you how to create a plan, how to profit, creating a profit um, monetizing um, system, a financial plan for your business. But also how what's your purpose? Um, if you aren't sure how you can go about finding your target market, that's what this um, tool will show you. Um, we also have the educational podcast. Yeah, that's coming back. We have a lot of couple good episodes, but it's an actionable podcast um, that teaches you the steps to do certain things. So we have different guests on the podcast. And then we also have um, a quiz. It's called the secret sauce quiz. So this quiz. Yes, is- I've taken that. You took, you took it? <laughs> I did. <laughs> And it really just shows, you know, what kind of entrepreneur or what kind, what's your business secret sauce? Like what's going to make your business stand out and what are some things that you can, you know, tweak a little bit. So we have a lot of resources and I'm excited to announce. So I I know we have a lot um, to announce that in this spring, we're bringing out the connect, which is a business directory. So it was, um, Thank you. It will list service-based businesses. So if you need an accountant, if you need someone to help you with marketing, when you're ready for that level to hire, again, going back into investing in our community, because a lot of people are doing a lot of great things. um, The platform allows you to do that. 
So those are a couple of things that we offer. Wow, that's amazing. That is a wealth of resources. And that is so, so exciting. So I definitely look forward to um, hearing your uh, podcast, well, your new podcast. I know you've had it for a while. Yeah, the yeah. New, the new series of it. And yeah. um, I'm looking into these additional resources. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. So what do you think are some things that service-based business owners need to be aware of specifically? Do you Have you seen any unique challenges that service-based business owners face? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there are a couple. Okay. Um, And one of the things that comes to mind is I'm being honest with what your business can handle. Yeah. Because I think the amazing thing is we're providing a lot of, we're creating a lot of businesses and, you know, the internet can make it seem like, because people think Black to Business is a 10 person business and when it's like a small, mighty team. But um, another thing is what I see is a lot of entrepreneurs, they get overwhelmed with work and they yes. can be a one to two person team. And that's, um, you know, going back to providing that plan, but also having those systems in place to when your business grows, are you able to take on this? Do you have the bandwidth to take on these clients? Mm. Don't remember, we are like the most critical of ourselves within our community. That goes back to, oh my God, they're not providing great customer service. Mm. And that's where the quality suffers. Yeah. So I think, um, it could be a thing of two. Maybe you may have to increase your pricing because you know your business is good. What you're providing is good, but you may not be able to take on as many clients. Right. So they may say, you know, create that exclusive experience. So I think that's one of the things um, that a lot of service-based businesses face in our community. And I've experienced it myself. I have a lot more grace. And what I do do um, to take accountability on helping business owners is I give constructive feedback. Mm. Um, I really do. I, I, I would tell the business owner, you know, like this has not been a great experience and yeah. this is something that I see you could help work on. So I wow. think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, so it's very interesting. So one, I thought you, you brought up a really good point about capacity. So yeah. knowing what your capacity is, especially when you're starting, you're usually the person providing the service. It's usually just you. Um, right. If you are blessed to hire a team in your first year, that's great. Right. <laughs> but that's not a reality for a lot. That's, yeah, that's not a reality for everyone. So um, capacity, knowing what you can handle, what's realistic mm-hmm. for you. And then also it, it, something, is there anything in addition to, to the capacity uh, piece? Um, what is something that service-based businesses, um, I think just the, the, the honestly not having a plan in place for growth. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking that like delegation. So it's like capacity is one thing, like knowing how much you can handle. And then when you're ready to bring someone on, it's like, how do you know who that best person is and how do you even know what to give them? So I think those, at least for me, have been the challenging Mm -hmm. Uh, pieces of growth is is making those those determinations yeah and, and, and at the end of the day that's what we encourage and that's the way we're going to keep employing one another you can you know people take pride in being a one-person team but honestly mm. that should not be anyone's goal if you want to be in this for the long run so you really need to think about you know 
how am I going to hire that next person? And really, that's why it's important to have a profit plan in place so that you can delegate. And, you know, at the end of the day, another thing that I encourage with Black to Business is that a lot of times people want to be entrepreneurs for their reasons. Maybe it's, I don't want to work for someone else. I want a life of freedom. But for most people, it always goes back to freedom. I want freedom to go to my kids' games or to you know, live a life in vacation. Um, we should not take pride in working hard and not living life because this is not a rehearsal. So you want to create a life is not a rehearsal. So yes. you want to create a life that allows you to be free and not a job that's like stressing you out. Yes. So if you don't have these plans in place and you're not thinking about scaling, you're forever going to be working and you need to see the fruits of your labor. Yes. Like, Definitely. Yeah. And a one person team is definitely not sustainable at not all. Sustainable. So, yes. And I, w- I would say even for people who are starting out, if you're not at the point that you can hire a team, even thinking about digitally, you know, things mm-hmm. that you can use. Um, but you also cannot scale past a certain point on just virtual assistants alone. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in that one to three years, just even having a virtual assistant is a huge move and g- getting yes. to know the right one and the right one for you. So, um, so yeah, I think those are, those are definitely great, uh, great points to consider. So we have making a plan. I'm trying to make sure I remember everything. So I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this for me as well as everybody who's listening and watching. So you have the business plan, right? Well, knowing your why, knowing why you want to go into business, what's your reason, what's your motivation, and then having a plan in place. And then we talked about the market research to Mm -hmm. actually find out what people want, what they, what they need. So wait a minute. So that actually gives me a, gives me a question. So the market research should come before the plan or after the plan. Well, I think that, um, I think it's part of the plan. And the reason I say it's a part of the plan is you do want to have a general idea of, you know, this is what I, this is what I want to offer. Now, when it comes to different parts of that plan, that's where you go out and do the research as to, this is what I'm, Samantha, this is what I'm thinking about offering because I see that you may be someone that I want to cater to. Is this something that would be beneficial for you? So you can't come to, I don't want to go to Samantha without anything in place. And Samantha is feeling like she's telling me what I should do in my business. Mm. And that, and that's an important point because one of the things that I realize in my own experience, as well as, you know, working with other entrepreneurs, a lot of times really why I stress, do not go to too many people or do not have a million mentors because you get far from the plan. And what you always end up doing is, I know for me, at least in some areas of my business, is I always ended up coming back to the original idea. Mm. And I I wasted a lot of time because I was listening to all of these people that weren't even my avatar. Sometimes I was listening to family who didn't even want to start a business. Right. You know, really that's why it's important to have an have a plan but also not listen to too many people yes another thing i want to say samantha i forgot to mention is another thing that's great for entrepreneurs is we don't talk about this a lot and i think in one of our sessions with candia we also talked about the fact it's not taught in schools is managing your mindset because yes oh my gosh you're not going to be able to do a lot of things if you don't have the clear mindset, like, you know, just really take the time and, you know, get a mindset coach, meditate, whatever it takes. But um, to be able to deal with a, a lot of the things that come with owning a business. Um, yes. so I, yeah. You know, and you know what? 
Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought this point. So I feel like I feel like I jumped around a little bit because I was trying to go through the the list of things, but hopefully everybody is still following along. But <laughs> but I think that the mindset is so important, especially for a service. And not saying that it's not for a product based business owner, but I think for a service based business mm-hmm. owner, it's even in another level of mindset because. If someone doesn't like what your business is doing, it's not like they're saying, hey, this shirt has a hole in it, so I need a new one. They're saying the service that you provided or the service that your team provided, I'm not feeling it. And it's it's very challenging mm-hmm. to, you know, not take that personally, you know, and saying, okay, you're not talking about something, a product that I'm selling. You're talking about a service that I am providing, but you right. know, have, knowing how to separate that. Um, and I think something that's really been helpful for me is getting to the root of my value does not come from my business. Like it's mm-hmm. separate. Like I am not my business. It's right. completely separate entities. And you will have ups and downs with your business and ups and downs with, you know, as you're learning and as you're growing, but that doesn't mean just because you have someone who might be unsatisfied with something, or you have someone that might be a little bit challenging to work with. That doesn't mean that you are a horrible person. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Oh my God. So that's so- I think yeah, so I, just that mindset piece is is so key. Um, so I'm really glad that you that you brought that up, um, and I think that would. I mean, I would really say that's number one. Um, number one, space, um, entrepreneur specifically because it's it can be very personal. Like when, especially when you're starting out, you don't have a team. It's just you, you know, providing this service, you putting your thought into it, and everything. And it's just oh like, yeah, it's just like, man, they're attacking me, and it's like, no. They're not. There's a separation. Yeah. And being able to tell yourself like, no, I am not this experience. I can learn from it. I can grow from it Um, because, you know, you you learn from mistakes. You learn when you have to make adjustments. Um, you learn from difficult people, you know, and yeah. a lot, nobody wants to go through that, you know, but a lot of times that is, those are the things that help you grow. And you remember those challenging times and challenging experiences. But if your mindset's in the wrong place, it can take you down a downward spiral and be really hard to come back. I I so agree. And, and you know, the thing is, I'm looking on my wall now because um, I am in the future. We are bringing out um, a course. And one of the things, um, the first thing on there is mindset is the first thing that mm. I want to talk about, of course. But um, yeah, it's like you said, it's number one, honestly, because, yeah, I, I just remember a lot of the things with Black Tip Business. It was like... Um, Personally, people thought that I should not a lot, but there were some people who commented on the fact that, you know, black to business, like, why don't you change the name? Mm. And it's something in, again, I have my why. I have, you know, I have all these things that back up this. So I'm not wavering from that. And to say yeah. maybe you're not my audience, and that's okay too. So realize, right. you know, maybe that person isn't your audience and you know that rejection and dealing with that. So um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like your mindset also helps you know 
who to listen to, who to take advice from and what things you're like, you know, thank you for that comment, but I'm going to keep moving forward with, you know, what I, what I have, because otherwise you'll, every time somebody says something, you're like, oh, I need to do this instead, or I need to do that. And you don't move forward. So yeah, so that, that is great. So I hope everybody listening and watching, we talked about a lot. Yes. <laughs> jumped all over the place. But this was such an amazing um, conversation, Monique. I am so glad that um, we had a chance to talk about the the structure and the, the plan of the business, but then also bringing in that mindset piece because that is so key. So can you um, just let everyone know again um, where to find you to get these amazing resources? We're going to drop them in the notes as well um, so people can click the link to, to get the resources. Yes. So um, again, a lot of the things, honestly, is at blacktobusiness.com. So that's blacktobusiness.com. You can get the toolkit. You can get um, just updates and find the services that you need and be a part of the connect. Um, If you are interested in applying to be on that list and you provide a service, uh, reach out. As well as if you need help with anything as far as finding your plan, um, you can check out the business um, blueprint. For yes. that, so everything at blacktobusiness.com. Across social media, it's Black to Business on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and Pinterest. Well, LinkedIn. So everywhere. All right, great. Well, thank you so much, Monique. I look forward to seeing what your future uh, services and products will be. And I am so glad to have this conversation. Thanks again for joining today. Thank you, Samantha. I'm excited we did this. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y joy. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communications support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently. 